0: Red King Logan, and you know what I hate? People that don't listen to Pro Wrestling Edge. This is King approved. Welcome back to Pro Wrestling Edge. I am your host, The Dan Brewer, and I'm back with episode number 55. On this interview or this episode, there'll be an interview. Um, I sat down with John Wayne Murdoch on Mother's Day, which was Sunday, May 10th. Um, we're going to get to that interview shortly, but before we do, I'm uh, just going to let you know how you can find us. You can find me on Facebook at Dan Brewer. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Dan Brewer. You can find Josh on Instagram at JRut19 and OriginalBro19 on Twitter. Uh, Nick you can find on Instagram at PWEGooch. Or maybe it's PWE The Gooch on um, Instagram and NickCas1 on Twitter. You can find the show at PWE Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And a few shout-outs before we get started. Um, oh, before we get to that, um, you can listen to us on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, uh, iHeartRadio, Radio.com. Anywhere you can get a podcast, you can hear Pro Wrestling Edge. Um, so please follow us, subscribe to us on your favorite streaming platform for podcasts. You can email us at prowrestlingedgepod at gmail.com. And um, a few shout outs today. I want to start with Sean and Lisa Stockmeyer at Face Kicked Apparel. If you're looking to get some shirts made or some apparel made, reach out to Sean and Lisa. Uh, they have amazing customer service. Their work is top-notch in quality. Uh, they're the ones that did the Pro Rusting Edge T-shirts. And um, check them out on Facebook at Facekicked Apparel and faceKickedApparel.com. For you'll also be able to find there all your it's your official site for Nomads Gear. So nomads were voted the number one faction in Michigan on Michigan Independent Weekly, Wrestling Rage. So go over there and get your Nomads gear and uh, support local Michigan Independent Wrestling. Also a shout-out to Steve Thompson at Hyperion Championship Belts. Steve's a belt maker here in Michigan. He does belts for the local promotions uh, and other promotions, and he will do replica belts. Um, Find him on Facebook at Hyperion Championship Belt and find him also, he's got a Facebook group page at Hyperion Belts where he allows wrestlers and promoters and podcasters and everything to promote our stuff and he'll also post matches of the day and he posts um, uh, Championship Belts of the day. So uh, find us uh, and join the group there at Hyperion Belts. And join in on the fun. So, like I said, that this interview uh, took place on Mother's Day, May 10th, with John Wayne Murdoch. Um, many of you that listen that are fans of Horror Slam remember him. He was on the January show. Jeff King for the Horror Slam Heavyweight Championship, and he had Truth Martini in his corner for that match. Um, So this interview, uh, Murdoch talks about how he got into deathmatch wrestling. He also talks about his time at Horror Slam and being managed by Truth Martini. And uh, on Saturday, May 9th, himself, along with Aiden Blackheart and Akira, had a backyard deathmatch at an undisclosed location that he talks about and it's something that they're looking to do uh regularly until wrestling's back. So um he talks about some some stuff to do with that as well. So he also throws out the challenge to Briar to find a tag team partner to bring the rejects in um to take on Briar and that mystery opponent, you know, Murdoch and his and his tag team partner. So uh Hopefully, um, Breyer hears this and uh, can find himself a partner, and he brings the rejects in for a hardcore Horror Slam Rules match. So, uh, let's get right to that interview. Joining me today on Pro Wrestling Edge is John Wayne Murdoch. How you doing, sir?
1: Doing good, man. Uh, sorry I was coughing while you were trying to inter- do your introduction, but uh, yeah, I'm feeling good, man. A little sore from yesterday, but I'm good.
0: Yeah, I do want to get into yesterday, uh, but... Just as we talked a little bit before we came on, uh, being a Detroit-based podcast, um, you, you 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 were at Horror Slam a few months ago. We're going to talk a little bit of that experience with you, but, but just to kind of introduce the Detroit area, uh, my local listeners, uh, more of who John Wayne Murdoch is. Um,
1: yeah, man. Uh, you just want me to start from the beginning or right when I got into death matches? Because I've been around a long time, so... I got into death matches as far as, you know, the hardcore and all that in like 2011, 2011 was my first, uh, King of death. And really I had no clue what death match wrestling was about. Uh, I just was sitting on the couch, got a call from a wrestler. Uh, his name's Christian Haim. There was a spot open for King. Somebody had canceled or pulled off. It's IWA. So who knows what happened? And, uh, so, yeah, I replaced him, walked into it thinking this was just going to be like your typical hardcore stuff. And then what I was introduced to was the blood, the the glass, the, the getting your body cut open and shit like that. And, you know, from that, like I fell in love with it. So that's how I got my start was pretty much just a late night phone call to replace somebody at King of Death.
0: So 2011 was when you got into Deathmatch, but you've been wrestling for a long time before that.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, I started when I was 13 training. Uh, Then I was trained by a guy named Tony Falk. Okay. Started wrestling in the Nashville, mainly the Tennessee area. Uh, The biggest mistake I made early on was uh, I didn't travel much. I stayed in a bubble for like 10 years as a – I wasn't even John Wayne Murdoch, then I was uh, Damian Payne, which was probably the worst fucking name anywhere. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so that's how I started to stay in the bubble. Because in Tennessee, I could work. I was working guys like uh, Bushwhacker Luke. I was working Raven. I was working guys like Ricochet and Chuck Taylor and stuff like that. So to me, there was no reason. Everybody was coming to me. The big fish were coming my way. So it was no reason to go out and find those matches what i didn't realize is nobody seen those matches i it didn't matter that i had them because no one would see it so that's what it's the main thing i gotta say if anybody's listening that's going to be a wrestler's travel as early as you can get out there and and don't just stay in one area
0: so from starting at 13 your journey went staying kind of local you wrestled some guys that have got some pretty large names in the industry. But like you said, n- you know, nobody really saw them. Um, yeah, but- yeah,
1: I was, I was working weekly uh, with guys like Mitch Ryder and uh, Bull Payne and stuff. And yeah, you learn, but like I said, you're not gaining anything but the experience. But I can say that once I did start traveling, more, I was seasoned already because I was already, I was already, I already learned from a lot of good people. So I had good etiquettes. I had good, uh, I had everything in the ring that I needed to uh, be successful. But I just, you know, delayed how far I could have been if I'd have traveled a lot sooner.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. So when 2011 came, you got that phone call and you did that first death match, and it's been, is that, all you do since 2011 has been Beth match. It, it, it
1: feels my body feels like that is uh,
0: when I did it in 2011. There was a uh,
1: it was for IWA, but I didn't know that Ian wasn't really behind the behind anything. He was more just uh, just a mascot for IWA at that point. Uh, I think somebody else had took it over, or was at least the money guy, and uh, so I didn't get what was talked about so like I was booked again in 2011 and 12 for IWA and I no-showed There was two or three matches I think one was against uh Marcus Crane a, a couple others and I just no-showed them because I was pissed because I got fucked and I blamed it on Ian uh come to find out it wasn't Ian so that's the reason I came back to IWA when I did uh to later be fucked for real by Ian uh but that's a different story uh but anyway yeah
0: so pretty much since 2011 you've done the death match and i've seen your work in GCW uh or czw and gcws where i have been familiar with your stuff uh before you came to horror slam um who have been some of the talent that you've wrestled in the in the death matches that that you've really enjoyed maybe you you had good chemistry with or some of those matches that have stood out to you that you had over the years gotta
1: be early on like even for my first death match in 2011 uh simon says uh went out there and took somebody that didn't know what the hell he was doing in that environment knew how to wrestle and knew what it took the ingredients to make a good match but You know, when you add in everything, the other dangers, it it does get harder. Uh, But he really went out there and did everything he could. I mean, fuck, he almost bled to death. I don't know if you've seen the match, but he uh, somehow his throat gets cut and like he's squirting blood out of the side of his neck. And uh, like the ref's like, hey, we need let's wrap this up pretty much. And loose terms and he's like, fuck it, let me die. It's king of death. And I'm like, what the fuck? These are seriously dedicated people. And then I walk to the back and there's like a standing ovation of like Drake Younger and there's Ian and BJ Whitmere and all of them guys were like, hey you just went out there and fucking and killed it. You did what you needed to. So early on side if it wasn't for what Simon says did I don't think that uh I don't went as far. It took me a lot longer because deathmatch fans have great memories. If you shit the bed once, they're not going to let you forget it for a long time. So early on, Simon says right off the bat, I think I got lucky there. Uh, then Matt Tremont, uh, really, those series of matches that we had, I think, uh, were more beneficial than anything. Uh, the match that I had with Nick Gage when he come out of prison, I think that, if that if if we hadn't went almost fifty minutes, uh yeah that that in itself I think put more steam behind me than anything was that match with Nick Gage. Uh so yeah, I think mainly uh Tremont, Gage, Simon, the matches I've had with Reed, uh yeah, some of those guys have definitely been beneficial towards me.
0: So my favorite match was your series of matches with Tremont? I, I thought those were just you guys. You guys put on a heck of a show.
1: I can't I can't leave out fucking. Uh, I can't believe it. Ricky Champage is another guy that uh I had a series of matches with that were really good. I think our match. I think it's 2017 Crimson uh, Crimson uh, Mask at show. show. Uh, we opened the show in a House of Horrors and and killed it. So again, RSP is another guy that helped me a lot.
0: Yeah, the names you're throwing out are just you know talents that are known by everyone in the deathmatch scene. Um, being in Detroit earlier this year, you got an opportunity to come here, and uh, you you wrestled Jeff King.
1: Tough son of a bitch. He <laughs> also, was not at a hundred percent. Either of us were at 100% in that match. He was banged up from a previous GCW show. Yeah. Think he had a broken rib still. I was just about to have elbow surgery like two weeks later or a week later, something like that. So I was really trying to just get done with it and get in and out without getting any any worse off. But, yeah, I think he's a hell of a hand, and I'm so glad that he's uh, finally getting the recognition that he deserves like i wrestled him at a king of death uh i think it was 2000 the one i won it 2016 or whatever and like i said man he's a fucking
0: beast yeah you guys fought for the horror slam championship um the following month he actually won the unification he beat him in three so he's now the undisputed horror slam champion so yeah your guys's match was great and um yeah, I didn't. I knew that uh, King had the broken rib, but I didn't know that you were coming in there with an injury. So, I mean, but it didn't show. It didn't show when you are out there.
1: I definitely would love to have another match with uh, Jeff King at Horror Slam, and that way we can compare the two and just realize, like, man, there was so much more that we wanted to do and we could have done, but I think we just both wanted to not get hurt any further but knowing that we both could have good matches without going to the extreme or whatever. But yeah, I would definitely love to push the envelope with him.
0: So was that your first time in Detroit?
1: Uh, no, I'd wrestled in uh, Detroit before, but this was my first time at horror slam.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Around here, horror slam has brought a lot of people back to death match wrestling and that style. Uh, what Briar and Rachel do there is phenomenal. Um, just, it we were so gutted when uh, all this happened because it was right there at that Horror Slam GCW show. That was would have done.
1: took off, man. That building would have been yeah. packed.
0: You know, they got the fight TV deal, and here we go. We're getting the the Horror Slam versus GCW, and then all this stuff happened. Um, yeah, I'll tell you as a, as a huge horse slam supporter and I've had Briar on my podcast, I've had Rachel, I've had a ton of the talent there on the show is, um, when everything gets back and going, I would love to see John Wayne Murdoch back in Detroit for horror slam. That would be great.
1: Most definitely, uh, not only me back, but I would love to tag with Reed to bring, because it's a one experience to have me there. It's one experience to have Reed there. But it's a whole different experience if you get the rejects there. You get us tagging, you know, just the stuff that we can do with the crowd and how we can connect. And yeah, I think the rejects definitely need to come to Horse Slam.
0: That would be great. Briar, if you're listening, let's make this happen when we're all back. Uh, let's get them back here. And yeah, tell Briar to find
1: a tag partner and we just we just all do right. it.
0: That sounds like a, that sounds like a deal, man. Let's let's yeah. make it happen. So um when you're at Horror Slam, uh, you had the honor of of having one of the a talented manager with. Uh, I mean, it was, a,
1: it was cool. It was uh, surreal to uh, you know be in there with Truth Martini to have him lead me to the ring. Just the just the little things that he added. Uh, they seemed a little, but they were really big things that uh, he just added. His perspective on stuff was uh, very, very cool, and it was a, a very cool tool to have. And, uh, yeah, I would love, even though we had a little cue and uh, <laughs> the, the things a little rough, I would definitely love to uh, uh, be managed by him more.
0: Yeah, I had the opportunity to actually go to the House of Truth wrestling school and interview you know sit down and interview with truth and and just some cool. things that he he let me in on and and talk to me about and you know you know he uh he he had uh, listened to what I do on my show and actually gave me a little bit of advice on what to do when I'm bringing guys on and talking to them and stuff so uh
1: yeah it's yeah. like it's it's like truth can't walk through a locker room without like advice just falling off of him and just knowledge uh, you you can get within a hundred feet of him and you're going to be hit with knowledge or, or something that he's going to say that you could take and use to benefit your life
0: yeah he's he's around here if <laughs> people that listen to my podcast know i'm a huge truth fan and uh, to see him with you is one of the guys that I followed in Deathmatch wrestling before, you know, you came to Horace land. That was cool for me as a truth fan, getting to see him with you.
1: Oh, um, that was pretty cool. Was so, definitely. definitely since, it,
0: since this quarantine has happened and wrestling just came to a halt, pretty much. Um, like I said, as a fan, it, it killed me because we were all set up for some great shows. I had a, I had a weekend where I had shows for three days you know, that I was going to as a fan, and uh, it, it was just bad. I know I want to talk about what happened yesterday, which was Saturday the 9th, because uh, this will come out, you know, after today. Um, but uh, other than that match yesterday, what have you been doing since quarantine? Just have you been just chomping at the bit, I'm assuming, to get back to working? Uh, oh, yeah. Working?
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's funny because the quarantine and all this really, it's its affecting me now. But weeks ago, it wasn't because I'm still technically not cleared from the doctor and had surgery. So I didn't have anything lined up. I feel bad for all the guys that had everything canceled on them, especially WrestleMania weekend and all that. Uh, so I was already sitting on my hands. Uh, not having anything to do because of the surgery. So then you take that time period and it, and now fucking it's going even longer with the quarantine and all this shit and the state's not opening. See, so yeah, it's rough, man. I'm I'm so glad that yesterday we got to do the quarantine and kill thing and just give fans two matches. Uh, yes, they're in the backyard. No, they're not the best matches you've ever seen. But we went, we went out there, we bled, we fucking – We just did what we wanted to do for the fans. Uh, We gained very little from it. Uh, Going in, we knew we would gain very little from it. We just wanted to do something for the fans that didn't risk them coming and being in a closed building and having a chance of catching a virus that they didn't need to catch.
0: So for someone I just want to let my listeners in on, if you haven't seen it yet, I shared – Uh, Murder, Death, Kill Club's uh, Facebook page stream yesterday of the match. So you can go to Pro Wrestling Edge's uh, Facebook page and watch. It was – the main event was John Wayne Murdoch versus Aiden Blackheart versus Akira. All guys that have been at Horror Slam within the last several months before this, you know, stoppage of shows happened. And then there was another match, and I'm not familiar with the w- with the two that were in the first match. Who was in that match?
1: Uh, Charlie Cruel, and I forgot her opponent's name. Uh, I feel horrible now that I'm on the spot, and I forgot his <laughs> name. But uh, what you do need to know about it is she pretty much tried to stab him with a butcher knife in the forehead a bunch of times. Yeah.
0: So yeah. – <laughs>
1: I mean, if there's anything you need to know about that match is that right there.
0: <laughs> yeah, she that was yeah, when she busted that uh butcher knife out, that was pretty uh pretty amazing. So you wasn't it originally supposed to be you and Aiden?
1: Yeah, it was supposed to be uh three matches but uh Akira's opponent uh for some reason either has something to do or couldn't do it or would say they were do it, then drop out we had like four or five the day of as i'm driving to the uh, secret location uh uh yeah there was like four or five people that just would say they would do it, would drop out would read the message not even respond so finally it was like let's just do two matches make it a three-way uh i really at this point enjoy uh wrestling with akira uh anything i can do to help him along the way uh, it's funny that uh, he was in that match because we were looking for another spot to fill in a car for a Mexico trip. It was, I think, was the second time we would went to Mexico, me and Reed. So it was me, Reed, Aiden, and uh, we needed one more. And it wasn't even a significant spot. It didn't even – maybe wouldn't even have got on the show. It was just somebody to help out. And Aiden pitched to Kira, and I absolutely fell in love with just his – ability to just get in there and do it like he was thrown in there in mexico and was like hey you you're gonna bleed or not and that's what he did so and he he's learning he's coming in such a long way so yeah any chance i get to be in uh in any kind of pro wrestling form with uh akira as a plus
0: yeah he, when he was at horror slam uh he wrestled mm3 and mm3 gave him some big props Um, so yeah, that was an amazing match. And, and what you guys did yesterday, you know, you know, like you said, it was in the backyard. It wasn't in a ring. Like you said, it wasn't the best because of this, because of the environment, but, uh, you guys entertained all of us. And, uh, like I said, it's on pro wrestling edges page. Also in there is links to, um, these guys did this for free. There was nothing that they. There was no. There was no promoter behind this paying them to do this. This is just three guys, um, or five talent, you know, four guys and and, and, and one lady that that just love doing what they do and went out there. So in that um, video or live stream that I have on the Pro Wrestling Edge page, there are links to their PayPal's if anyone wants to donate to them for what they did yesterday. I yes, believe – is, is everyone's in there? I believe. Uh, yeah, everybody's
1: that you need are in there. If you go to Charlie's match, hers, are, hers and the guy she wrestled are in there. Uh, like I said, everybody came out of pocket in some form yesterday uh, without no return, whether it be the 30 light tubes that we went through, uh, all the cans or the, the stuff to make the can boards – that Akira, all that Akira made himself and, and brought with him. Uh, the time that uh, Murder, Death, Kill came out and filmed, the time that they took the gas. I mean, there was two representatives from that there, uh, Crystal and Blake. They do some of the interviews. Uh, but, yeah, everybody just chipped in, and we did it. And, you know, the cops were called after the first match. Uh, so we I, did, thought,
0: I did see that, yeah. So oh, I we, saw someone in the chat say that the cops were called.
1: Yeah, so we delayed a little bit, and then we were like, fuck, we just got to do this last one. If they come, they come. So, yeah, we just all did it, man, and uh, we're going to keep doing it. I think it's going to maybe be a once-a-month thing.
0: Yeah, there are some links um, in the stream that I shared from Murder, Death, Kill Club's Facebook page. There are PayPal accounts there where you can go awesome. to – where you can go donate to the talent who uh, who entertained us yesterday. Um, unfortunately, you didn't come out on the winning side. I never do. I can't
1: seem to uh, beat Akira. <laughs> He's a slippery little bastard, that's for sure. But I got to say that his girlfriend was the referee, and I might not have been as passed out as she thought. So I think prematurely she gave the match to Akira, but – that's a different day.
0: Yeah, all he said oh. was, "Yep, yeah, he's passed out." And she's like, "Okay, it's over." Just, yeah. She didn't even check on you or nothing. <laughs> I was robbed. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, it it was definitely something that was, you know, I was I was entertained and, you know, I and I've been saying this on my podcast uh Murdoch ever since the quarantine's happened. If you're in a predicament where you can help out these guys and girls that are that are their incomes come to a halt um maybe they don't have a shoot job maybe they do but because their shoot job's is not essential they're not working that they're just sitting at home if we can help out in any way support whether it's buy a t-shirt or in this case you know help donate to these uh these uh these guys and this gal who went out there and put their bodies on the line for us when they didn't have to in this time so i appreciate that from you uh coming from here and uh pass the word on. I would love to have everyone that was a part of quarantine and kill. I'd love to get them all on pro wrestling edge and talk to them and help and help get their name out there as best we can. Uh, so you can pass that on. Um, I would love to get each and every one of them that was involved on the podcast, uh, separately so they can have a little bit of their time to shine and, and get themselves out there. But, uh, going forward now, you said, as long as we're on this quarantine, you're looking at doing this, hopefully monthly is is kind of the plan
1: most definitely i think that uh you know i hate to use this term because everybody's using it but right now it's the new normal it's what's gotta have to happen you know i know indiana i know some other places are they're gonna be shows there's gonna be shows where you can go with fans i know uh I hope people use some intelligence and, you know, don't risk it if uh, they feel like uh, there is a risk there. Uh, No, I do not trust half of the people coming back, running shows this early. Uh, But also on the flip side of that, uh, a lot of the boys are getting paydays that they wasn't getting. So I'm torn on that, on that part. You know, yes, I'm one of the boys. But, you know, yeah, you know, so what can I say there? I can either damn it and then I'm damning the boys, you know, it's hard. Uh, But what I can't say is just use your common sense, wash your hands, wear a mask. If you don't feel comfortable, if you feel like the promotion is not doing anything they can to protect you, don't go. You know, I hate to say that it might fuck some of the boys, but I think the boys understand and the boys that count anyway will get it. So.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a, a a different time. Even we had to uh, change our whole style. We we really enjoyed had having, having the guest here in the studio. And uh, I think our last guest that we were able to get in the studio before everything happened was Chuck Stein, who's another Horse Slam uh, roster member. We had him in the studio. We actually had a bunch of the Horse Slam uh, talent leading up to that big Horse Slam versus GCWA show that had to be postponed. Uh, but, yeah, he was the last one we ever really had in the studio. We've had to, you know, the new norm right now is having these Zoom interviews. Uh, oh, but.
1: And just like guys like Ron Mathis and his partner, Bruce, they're doing a best of seven in an empty arena, uh, and they're selling each match. Or you can buy all seven of them, and then once they record them, you'll get them. I think things like that people need to support. So if you can, go to Ron Mathis's page and share that. Uh, He shares it every day. Uh, But, yeah, more things like that will keep guys, you know, mentally uh, ready because, you know, just sitting at home and not doing nothing or just like, man, I wish I could wrestle, that eats away at you. So the more guys that can get out and find that they can make a little extra cash doing something like that and take care of their mental – you know their mental fucking stability then they're gonna do it so yeah support all that support ron support the quarantine and kill thing monthly support anybody that's you know going out of their way to still give fans content but do it in a safe safer manner
0: yeah 100 percent. and like as these go go on each month make sure you reach out to me and i'll make sure to do my part on plugging it and uh and sharing everything on Pro Wrestling Edge's page for you guys, because you know, like I said, it was it was nice to see some see some deathmatch wrestling yesterday. Um, let's, John. Let's just say that um, things are going to get back to semi-normal to more where there's shows going on. What would be your goals either going forward in 2020 or going forward in 2021?
1: I just at this point it's safe to say a goal could just be simply just getting back in front of fans at this point, uh, just getting back to where there can be 200, 300 people. Uh, but as far as, you know, if that's all taken care of and that's a given that we're going to get back to that, I say having a better run in GCW, uh, going back, righting some of the wrongs and just doing it, and having a better success at it. And then, uh, as far as opponents, I really want to wrestle Takeda. I really want to see how I measure up. You know, everybody's had their chance. And I think that, uh, yeah, I want that opportunity. So.
0: And we want to get you guys back to Horror Slam. Briar, find a tag team partner so we can get the rejects here in Detroit.
1: Yes. But mainly my goal is just to wrestle in front of fans again, just to fill that connection and to be able to just do what I love. It's great doing it in the yard. It's, it was great doing that yesterday. But still, it just didn't feel normal. It just didn't feel like it should. So, yeah, main goal was just to get everybody back safe and you know, have deathmatch wrestling on a hell of a run like it was before the quarantine.
0: Well, before I let you go, uh, John, uh, let everyone know where they can find you. Let everyone know what, um, you know, plug away, you know, whatever you want to get out there. Go ahead. This is your time.
1: Uh, I'm just on Facebook. I do not fuck with Twitter, Instagram, or none of that. I should, but I don't, so I like to shit post memes on Facebook. So (laughs) if you want to laugh, come uh, on Facebook. Look me up, John Wayne Murdoch on Facebook uh grab a trucker hat while you're there. I do have hats still. I have one XL shirt left of my size design. Uh I'll post all that today and I'll make sure you get that so you can post it as well. Awesome. Yeah, just uh hit me up on Facebook. I'm always down to talk. So yeah.
0: And again, I shared the stream from Quarantine and Kill yesterday. The PayPal links are there. Uh, if you can support um, if you can't, they understand, but they are still trying to entertain us. But uh, if you're able to, like I've said before, if, if you're in a position where you can, buy a shirt, buy a hat, you know, support these guys and girls uh, in this rough time. Well, John, I appreciate you for coming on, and, and I can't wait for us to get back to where we can get you back here at Horror Slam, and I can see you and shake your hand and I'll get a picture with you, buddy. Yeah, man.
1: I'm so sorry it took a couple days to actually get this interview down. Uh, shit's hectic right now. All this Zoom meeting, the school, homeschooling. I'm not a teacher, damn it. And, <laughs> you know, shit, half this shit, I don't even know. Anyway, but no, thank you for having me on. And if you're listening, stay safe. Keep your family safe and happy Mother's Day to all the mothers.
0: I appreciate you, man. All right. The Bushwick Antichrist!
1: The Sun Lord. Of the underground, the crater, the originator, the goddamn pioneer. Of the no-brain match, the hamster hot job himself. Casanova Valentine is on the Pro Wrestling Edge podcast. Get your shit together, Detroit. <laughs>